Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. Our goal is that by listening to our podcast, you will be inspired to level up. With the help of some amazing guests, we'll be inspired by some inspirational success stories and find out how you can level up your business, your life, and your relationship with yourself. Because I know that by leveling up and balancing these three aspects of your life, you can make a difference and impact the lives around you. Level Up Podcast will be a series of interviews featuring successful professionals who are making a mark and a difference in their lives and others. They will share their incredible stories of how they did it, so you can be inspired and learn from the very best. All right. Well, first of all, again, thank you for taking the time. I know you're an extremely busy person. I know that you run that huge group, and obviously you also have your own business to run. So I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. Um, Absolutely. Welcome to the Level Up podcast. I love that. Level Up. Where did you get that from? Where'd you get that? That name, that name came up because I'm always thinking, what is the next thing that we should be doing? How do we force ourselves to to get better? Is leveling up always. You know, there's always another level that we can get to. Absolutely. Well, I definitely, I, that was I, I, behind. I see you, Bertha, as being one of those uh, persons that says this. Um, when I'm getting too comfortable, you're getting too comfortable, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so always take me out of my comfort zone. That's what I'm always telling people. Get out of your comfort zone, right? Right, right. And it is so funny because it is true. We get too comfortable. We com- we get complacent and then we don't push ourselves to do anything else. And we just get, you know, absolutely settle. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that we all get to that sometimes and it's a matter of us. And thinking, how am I going to get myself out of that comfort zone and, and get moving to that uncomfortable sometimes? There you go. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable, right? That's the <laughs> beautifully said. I love that quote. Yeah. I use it sometimes on some of my posts. So I'm definitely talking about that. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about Paul. All right. I know you and I had a long conversation, and it was amazing to connect with someone that I definitely took so many pieces of, of what we had that day, that conversation that I'm still processing some of them and I had applied already some of them. You actually made me stop and think when we talked about the number of, of LOs and, and you said, why 48? And I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that was no. So tell me about you. Do you, so our audience can get to see who Paul is. I know you're in the mortgage business for a very, very long time, very successful and, and have done extremely well and very well in the community. So tell me yeah. about you, how do we start it, and, and the story behind Paul. Well, yeah, so I was grew up in North Georgia, in the mountains of North Georgia, in a little community called Cumming, Georgia, which is, right. now I live in a little town called Dahlonega, which is about 50 miles north of Atlanta. And okay. I live on a little farm, and but that little farm consists of just wildlife animals, except for my wife's chickens. <laughs> she has <laughs> she has chickens, and we get fresh eggs every day. So uh, that's one thing. We don't have to pay the expensive eggs uh, that everybody's paying for. But we have to feed them, so it's very expensive. But anyway, uh, been married for 35 years now to the same sweetheart out of high school. And I, I me and her, when we first got into business, I was going into college to be a wildlife manager, right? I wanted to do I wanted to do something outside. And my mother was a realtor for 30 years and she convinced me. She said, "Son, you'll never make any money on that side." <laughs> and she was right. Uh so I ended up going towards sales 
and I got involved with a company that did magazine sales. Now, this is uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. I was doing magazine sales at a company where I was on the phone, and I learned how to take a lot of phone calls from people wanting to buy magazines, right? And so, so much so that I became very, very comfortable with somebody hanging up on me, uh, telling me to jump in the lake. I'm not going to buy any magazines. Uh, so for me, the sales side came because I had so much experience of people just, you know, rejecting me. Uh, and I used to the rejection because yeah. that's so true. And Doing it, that, you. Yeah. So it, it never bothered me when I got over to the mortgage business and then here's a long story short, I was introduced to the mortgage business when I was 26 and my very first month, uh, it was all refinances back then in 93, we were taking people from 11 to eight. And all I was doing was picking up the phone and calling people about an FHA streamlined refinance. In my very first month, I closed seven files and and the guy had hired me part time and I said, look, I'm quitting my other job and I'm coming here. And he goes, no, 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 you this is just for a short time. And I said, I don't care. I'm coming. Right. <laughs> so you're like, this is it. I'm doing I'm going 100 percent. This is it. And so then when the market dried up like it is now, mm -hmm. it dried like it up. Is now. Yep. Yeah. You had to they said, oh, now you got to go meet realtors. Right. <laughs> and, right. Okay. And, Which is today right we're yep. going through the emotions and, and it's so funny you bring it up because yeah. it's so true same it is. same thing that we're going through today except it's 30 years later right <laughs> so i went and i started getting realtors because remember my mom was a realtor the problem right. the problem that i had though back then is i thought all realtors worked as hard as my mom did that's what i thought <laughs> And so I found out that that was not the case. Uh, now, that was okay. some years later because I would always say, well, wonder why Susie Q doesn't send me any leads. Well, because Susie Q wasn't getting any leads. That's a reason. <laughs> so right. anyway, that's kind of became where I started building my philosophy about me being the lead generator, me being the person to help them with sales, because I, I, again, when I was working for that magazine company, when I worked for the insurance company, they all made the phone ring, right? So that was one thing that I picked up in business was you got to figure out a way to make the phone ring, right? Or somebody calling you, right? Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what I started doing. So this guy, when I got into the purchase side, I just said, look, I'm not going to be dependent upon a realtor. I don't mind working with them, but I also don't want to be dependent upon them because if I depend upon her and she's not getting any deals, well, then guess what? I'm out of business, right? So I started getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning and I would drop a thousand flyers at apartment buildings from 4 a.m. to 8 o'clock in the morning. And the reason that I did it, Bertha, from 4 to 8 was so that the maintenance men wouldn't catch me. <laughs> Oh, I was going to ask you, early bird, but no, that makes sense. Yeah. You don't want them to see you there, so you get it at that time. Yeah, because if they caught me, they would run me off and say, you got to go back and pick up all those flyers. And, of course, I felt bad and said, okay, I got to go get them all, right? But right, I would right. do it from four to eight, and then what would happen is a borrower would call me, 
So a borrower calls me and then what I would do instead of going around with a box of donuts and a rate sheet to the real estate office, which is what they were <laughs> teaching back then, I, I didn't like that. So I took the lead with me on a, so what I would do then is I said, how can I reach, you know, the, the loan officer community. And so I started looking and Facebook groups was one of the main things that Facebook was talking about at that time that they wanted to make it more readily and they would even help you, you know, get this thing going. So what I started doing is when somebody would pass the exam, I would send them a note and say, hey, I saw where you passed the exam, good job. I'm gonna be helping new loan officers create more business. If you wanna join the group, come in and I'll be glad to help you, right? And so that's what I did is I started inviting, let's just say it this way, 10, 15 a day into the group and then those that joined, they started asking questions and then I started helping answer that as well as other people like you coming in and answering questions for new originators. Now, the reason mm -hmm. that I went after the new loan officer is because that's what I always enjoyed teaching. I always enjoyed teaching them, helping them succeed because I knew what it did for me when I was there, you know, just getting started. However, what I found out that most of the people that train out there, they don't really teach the sales side, not really well. They, they teach them how mm -hmm. to do a mortgage, right? They teach them how to, you know, uh -huh. get chase paper and do all those things that originator does. But what I found the real thing missing was doing the sales side of it. And that's the part that I've always enjoyed. Now, personally, <laughs> I did a loan origination for the first 10 years and I absolutely hated the paperwork. <laughs> Not going to lie. I hated the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. That I love helping clients. I just don't love about the paper, but yeah. it is necessary and it's part of the process. Absolutely. So we deal with that, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. So I can do it like <laughs> so you. I can do it. Do yeah. So as I was growing that that you know base, then what happened was Facebook started to put my group in front of people that had an MLS number, right? And every time that they would do that, they would say, hey, you should join this group because they're talking about things that you're interested in. Or somebody did a search. Guess what? My group would pop up. And because it started getting more and more traction and I tried to keep advertisements down. I tried to keep it where it was more related to actually helping the LO, not just advertising. Because there's and again, I, I understand there's so many people out there that's trying to make a living, but I really wanted to try to keep it down in terms of advertisement. So I think I was genuinely helping the community start to realize some things, meaning that if you will help people, then guess what? They start to see you as the expert, right? Now, I should be because I've been doing it for 30 years, right? I should be a little bit of an expert on this. So that's the part that I begin to, you know, tell each LO and then, you know, you sort of come up with your little brand. Uh, mine is Better Call Paul <laughs> off of that series, Better Call Saul, right? <laughs> I just started to use that brand. And then I would say, you know, I used to say a hundred realtors in two years, because when the market was good, you could do that when it was a hundred mm -hmm. realtors in two years. Now I say 
a hundred realtors in 90 days. Cause if you're a new loan officer, <laughs> if you're a new loan officer, right, you right. don't have time to wait two years, right? You don't have enough time. So my goal for every new loan officer is you got to keep them in it for two years. If you can keep them two years, there's a high probability that they'll do it the rest of their career. It's just, yes, it's absolutely. the hard part is keeping and building relationships, right? Yes. Yes. Right. I was going to ask you, for me, it's always been building that relationship strong enough, knowing exactly, you know, letting them know, setting the expectations, knowing exactly what they want from you. Yep. Um, having the, the high trust interview um, at the beginning, because again, going back to new loan officers, a lot of times, what do they teach you? Like you said, not much in sales, but they do teach you a lot about, you know, how to put a file together. Correct. But then it's, I tell my loan officer, you're selling yourself. Right. You can be any name of a mortgage company, but at the end, people are going to do business because of Paul. That's right. They're going to do business with Bertha because of Bertha, not because of the company. It's just important that we deliver the service. But at the end, people are trusting you. Absolutely. And, and that relationship for me has been a key with all my my realtors that we understand uh, what their needs are. But at the end of the day, we're creating a relationship, a long, long time, you know, long lasting relationship with them. Absolutely. Uh, because we're for the long run. I mean, I don't see, I've been doing it for over 15 years and I don't see myself doing anything else. I love, love helping people, seeing the possibilities, seeing the options that they have. And the only way we have, you know, a chance to do this, if we build the right relationships with the right agents, with the right people, they have the same values that they, uh, you know, see our business the same way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the know you, like you, and trust you, right? If you know somebody, you like them and trust them, then if you need to do some type of business, at least I'm going to get the call, right? And and that's all I'm looking for. I, I genuinely, as much as I like social media and all these things that are new in today's environment, you know, these podcasts that we're doing, I love those. But there's nothing better than me getting on the phone with Bertha and her hearing me and her talk. And so that she hears my tone, she connects with me, right? She understands me. And then that likability part, and then all, you know, the last part is trust. And that means if you do what you say you're going to do, then that's when they start to trust you, right? And that's that's just sales on anything, right? It doesn't really matter what you're selling. Now, you know, I believe in doing the right thing. Matter of fact, my phrase for selling is this, persuading someone to do the right thing. That's what I think sales is. Persu yeah. And Bertha, I know it sounds a little cock-a-doodle-doo, as my wife calls me a rooster sometimes. I, <laughs> I think people should talk to me, right? And the reason I'm saying that is, is because I'm going to bring value to the conversation, right? So this is when I talk to salespeople all the time. I say, look, if you will bring value, then they should be talking to you because my goal is never to harm you or hurt you, right? It, it's to help you. And now listen, I'm not saying everybody believes me. <laughs> you, you know, I've had some of them say, no, thanks, Paul. I don't need it. Right. And I listen, I've had enough sales that it's just not now. Right. You know that in sales. It's just not now. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not, we're not here for everybody. What do they say? There's always someone that is going to connect better with someone else. And Correct. that's the whole purpose 
of, you know, then I don't know if we remember talking to you about the event that I had a couple of weeks ago about lenders coming together, collaborating, because a lot of times in our industry, for some reason, people think that can talk to Paul because he's also a lender. You know, he's he's my competition. And I said, no, there is enough business for everybody out there of who's willing to put the work and who's willing to go out and, and, you know, be, be, be themselves and become available to the people who need the service. But uh, collaboration, um, have you done any masterminds with this group? Do you have anything specifically that you guys do? Can you share with us? Well, we've started doing a podcast just like you hear, and we've started doing that. Yeah, we call it, again, the New Loan Officer Podcast. Uh, My brother got into the business with me. He's now 25 years in the business with me. And my son mm-hmm. got into the business with me four years ago. So I try to keep it in the family, right? That is amazing. Yeah. Right. My brother has literally been with me since he got out of high school. He didn't want to go to college. And so I got him starting to answer the phones for me. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, when he, he then became underwriter, he became head over, uh, he was a COO of a company that we ran together. And I'm just telling you, the kid loves, loves, loves the guidelines, right? So he's, if I put him with a realtor group, he's going to throw up because he doesn't like the beat. But if, if I said, Hey, I've got five loan officers that got stuck on a file. Can you go help them out of the ditch? He will help them all. Right. He helps pull them out of, he knows how to put together a file. He knows how to, you know, underwrite it. He knows what the underwriter's thinking. So we make a good tag team. And the truth is, Bertha, I got about 10 years to help him grow this local lender brand. And then I'm done. (laughs) That's going to be my next question. Again, what what are the plans in terms of this, with this group? What do you see that going? So I I see it, you know, I, I haven't really thought about the group per se, other than this is just as long as I keep trying to help them. I think I have them just, you know, they, many of them on there, they, they, I know that they've gotten a phone call from me. I've put them in front of realtors. I teach them how to get in front of the realtor. Uh, And that's, that's kind of my specialty is helping someone get in front of the realtor. Because again, if you're that realtor on the other side and you're the 50th favorite loan officer that just called today and you say, I do loan products. Well, it just doesn't get you very far, you know? (laughs) So then right doing this would only get you so far yeah so you have to you have to get out so again to answer your question is i don't know i haven't really thought about the the end result of it other than right now it's helping me grow local lender uh we do and again we went with that name because that's what at times a lot of times the realtor will say hey i'm going to get you to my local lender right Now, local to me, Bertha, means not only sometimes am I local to California, meaning you're right there. What? I forgot what city. I'm in Corona. Yeah, Corona. So local sometimes can mean the local realtor there in Corona, but local means you're going to answer your call, even if it's on the north side of California, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what local means to me. I think of my phone as my neighborhood Mm -hmm. now. I don't think... I have talked to you, Bertha, more than I have my neighbor that lives 500 yards down the road from me on a dirt road, right? So, it does yeah, and that's that shows you what today's world is, right? You're in you're in California. I'm all you can tell. I'm not from California, can't you? <laughs> I was raised on a 
<laughs> yeah, you're talking to a guy that was raised on a chicken farm in North Georgia and barely passed high school, right? But this that this industry let me make the amount of income that I'm telling you more, probably more than doctors, lawyers, and all those degrees that they got. Now, there's nothing against those. But my point is, I was a high school, barely made it, chicken farm, Georgia boy, right? And this engine that the mortgage business, now I know right now it's a little tough. It's a little tough, right? But all of right. those that are willing to get roll up their sleeves and get to work, you know this, Bertha, nothing will replace the work. Nothing. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely. You've got to do the work. And nobody can sell me anything that's going to give me a magic pill that's going to work. You got to go out and create the relationships, right? Relationships. And then those people start. And so, you know, I would say to you that I think of the new loan officer group as just a platform that I can help get. And listen, sometimes I am the person that is good, but sometimes it might be Bertha, right? Uh, right, right. Yeah, sometimes. And, and, and you touch. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that <laughs> no, finish sometimes it, it, we're not the right fit for everybody. Matter of fact, I talked to several uh, that when they said, hey, I'm on a salary right now, I said, look, you need to keep that salary and keep going, right? I think, you know, I'm in that position now. Have you ever watched Shark Tank? You ever watched that show? Yes. I have. Yeah. So those guys will sometimes say, look, uh, I'm not the right fit for you. So for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> now, that's today, right. right? Today I'm out. But maybe we speak again next week. It might be a different story or next month, next year might be a different story. Right. Right. So and, and you said it so many times, Paul, and I just want to acknowledge you said it multiple times. Help. Help and help. Yep. And I think that when you come from the place of contribution and helping others, yep. success comes to you. People somehow will help you as well. Absolutely. And um, something my grandma used to say, um, whenever you help somebody, don't ever expect them to be the one doing something for you. And it's something that I had applied in my life and it has always worked out for the best. Yep. Um, and that's something that you and I share. Like uh, my my job as right now is generally I want to help as many people. And you said it right. Right now we're going through this sh- shift. change, this shift. And, and you lived it before I did it 2008. I was already in the business. And I remember feeling like many of us feel right now on sure. the lending side where the rates and it just people not willing to make the move because they're concerned and Unfortunately, the news and, and everybody outside does not help with all the, you know, negative uh, publicity you know, or the negative, you know, stuff they're going on and that makes it even a little more difficult. But as long as you said, loan officers are willing to do the work. That's right. Stay on it. Yep. Do not give up. You know, like you said, answering those calls, going after those clients, they will make it through. It's um, they will be. Yeah. I'm not a biblical scholar, but there is one of the scriptures where it says that uh, Jabez expand your coast, right? And he expanded his coast, and that's what you have to do. If you have to go a little bit further than Corona to get a deal, then go do it, right? Because in the mortgage business, it's so much easier now than what it was when you and I first got in. Everything, Bertha, was by hand by you did all the good faith estimates by hand 
Every you curry, do you remember the amount of curry bills that we had, courier bills? It was unbelievable, right? And and so I say to people now with social media, you can get to so many more people than what we used to, right? And that's the beauty about this is you can put your name in front of and build your brand in front of so many more people than what you used to, or if it was back in the day when you paid for big advertisements on TV, which we did, you would get one run. It would take you two weeks to run the ad and then like $10,000, $20,000, and you hope you got some deals out of it, right? And right. that has literally almost gone to free now, right? I call it free 99. You see that? <laughs> it doesn't cost you. In, hey, is this you and I? This is not costing you and I anything to do this, right? Nothing. I did not pay you, right, Paul? No. I did not pay you to be No Zell. We're doing this. That's right. No <laughs> Zell account, no nothing. But I see behind you BC, which is Bertha, right? So yes. that's where you're building your brand easily and, mm -hmm. and it doesn't cost you any money. Now, this is why I tell new LOs, don't buy all this stuff that people want to sell you. Go do the work first, right? Then when you make mm -hmm. some money, then you can decide, you know, I'm just a big fan of make the money first and then start spending the money if you want to. Right. But here's what happens. Oh. My son, and I'm going to share this with you because I, I think it's important. I was ask you, how is he yeah. doing? He's four years into the business. What have, what have you been able to pass on to him? Four years in the business. And again, he may shoot me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. In the last four years, he's almost grossed $2 million in four years, right, to him. Now, I want you to realize he got to listen to his dad for 23 years. He was sitting in the back seat with my, my daughter and his other brother. And I would tell him, shut up, I'm on the phone. <laughs> so so he got the sales training of having to hear his dad, and that was a big part of it. But what he did prove to me is when he got into the business, I taught him how to get in front of the realtor, how to market himself. But what he really took advantage of was the social media side, and he began to build his brand. And all I can tell you is, Bertha, is that people in North Georgia were saying, hey, I'm seeing your son everywhere. Is he is he the expert lender now? And I go, I trained 10 other loan officers in this region, and they knew the mortgage business much better than he did. But he was getting all the calls. So it proves to you that that phrase that says perception is reality. You ever heard that? Absolutely. Perception is reality, especially on social media. Now, Absolutely. if if you didn't, if if I said to you, perception is reality, and you call me and I would say, hey, Bertha, I just want you to cold call realtors and we hang up the phone, that's not going to be very impressive for you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the difference is, you know, you do have to, once somebody calls you, you have to prove. You have to know what to do yes. with, that, with that phone call. Yes. Prove that you are the expert. Exactly. You know what you're talking about. Yes. But it is so easy to be that person of an expert because, you know, there's so many guidelines in the, in the book. I give this example all the time. Uh, how long is it before you qualify for FHA after Chapter 7 bankruptcy? Do you know? <laughs> It, yeah, I'm testing you. Yeah, I'm testing. That's right. But
But did you know, did you know, Bertha, almost every LO and every realtor I ask that question, do you know how many years they say? They say seven to 10 years, right? Wow. 90% of our colleagues answer seven to 10 years and they're in the business. Now, if that's true, if that's true, what do you think the public thinks that it is? Well, it is that that's the truth. Yeah, the that public the thinks that it's seven to 10 years, okay? So here's an example of one little video of one little loan product of one credit issue, just one credit issue. Did you know you can qualify for FHA two years after bankruptcy? Hey, this is Bertha. If you need me, call me, right? There we go. Did you know that you can get a gift for mom and dad and still get into a mortgage? This is Bertha. If you need me, call me. Did you know that 28% of your gross income is what they use for conventional financing? Hey, this is Bertha. If you need me, call me. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. All these people, what they try to do is they try to think that, that uh, con I've heard this term, content is king. I disagree. I think consistency is king. Content yes. is important, but it's like the second cousin to it. I, I think consistency is, yeah. This is a key. And, and if you're consistent, that's where people start to see you as, okay, I see her all the time. She's talking about mortgages. If I have a mortgage question, I'm calling Bertha, right? That's my point. And it is so true. It is so true. You just nailed it completely. Yeah. Um, that a lot of times, you know, there's so much misinformation, which is, that's one of the reasons that I became a loan officer. Looking back, I, I got in the business because I bought my first home and I did not understand anything. I finished the process. I had no clue. Yep. Every time I ask something, they'll be, just bring me this now. But they never explained the process. Sure. So one things that I always encourage my loan officers as a first time home buyer, tell them what's going to happen. Tell them what's going to be the process going to look like, you know, what's done first, what's done second. So they know as they're going through the emotions, yep. because it is emotional. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they know what to expect and they know what's coming and they're not taken by surprise and they don't feel like they don't know what's going on. Yep. So yeah. So important that, you know, set the expectation. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Love that. And again, that's how I got involved. I got involved because I, I saw there were so much need of in our community. And I'm in LA, obviously, area where we have so many Spanish. They don't have to speak the language. Yep. And just because they don't speak the language, they feel that they shouldn't be asking those questions. Yep. Um, so that's one thing that I'm very proud to say. You know what? We we take really, really good care of explaining the process in their language yep. so they know what's coming next. Um, so this is a this is a good one for your community and the people that are you, you know, again, no matter what you're selling, no matter what you're doing, uh, if you think about the people that will benefit from what you do, that group, because again, you mentioned Spanish speaking. So I can guarantee you every Spanish speaking loan officer or realtor, the first thing I'm telling them to do is you need to start your own group. You need to, because if you start your own group and you're the loan officer in there, and then these people start, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but groups is one of the number one things that comes up on your feed, right? So, yes. so in other words, if you're in a group and somebody posts in it, there's a high probability that you'll see it, right? And that's the key to advertising or getting your brand out there is I always want to say in this business, you know, you can travel. I, I've even heard loan officers doing this now, right? They're traveling across the country, but yet they're doing deals from 
different states. And uh, my son was telling me about some guy that drives around and he's, I don't know, I think he's doing two or three, four million dollars a month just driving around visiting and, you know, that type of thing. So we want to, we want to visit. I have right now, uh, believe it or not, I've got uh, five grandbabies that my daughter's given me. And we got number six on the way. So, and they love their poppy. Uh, So, yeah, who knows what 10 years may hold on that crowd? Because when they come, when they come to the poppy's farm, it's a zoo crew. It's, (laughs) (laughs) they're all stair steps. It's down from nine uh, all the way down to two years old. And she's about to deliver number six. Uh, Amazing, amazing. So, thank you, thank you. It's it's beautiful to see again someone who's been in the industry for this long and you still enjoy doing mortgages. You still enjoy talking to those new loan officers. Absolutely. So I definitely admire you and I thank you for taking the time today. Well, thank you. As we wrap this up, uh, is there any specific um, last thought, last comment you'd like to give us or piece of uh, wisdom, uh, advice from you? What would you like us to Yeah. Uh, you even, you even yeah, you said it, and and it's been a philosophy, and I'm sure you may have even gotten it from him. Have you ever heard of a fellow named Zig Ziglar? Absolutely. Yeah. Love so so Zig said this: "You help enough people get what they want, you'll always have what you want." Absolutely. Yeah. So you you've already mentioned that, and I would just like to reiterate it: just help enough people get what they want, and you're always going to have what you want. We will be taken care of. I always said that. Yep. Beautiful said. Thank you again. We learned, we share, we collaborated today. So right. I thank you again for taking the time. We'll be in touch Sounds because good. you and I have had a conversation pending. So I haven't forgotten. We'll All be right. talking to I'll be deal. talking to you soon. Thank you again. Have a good rest of your afternoon. I enjoyed it much. Let's, and let's keep helping. There you go. Thank you much. I'll see you. Bye-bye.